Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's episode of Talk Exchange. Today we have with us George Tanber, who is a journalist who has traveled literally around the world, interviewing all sorts of amazing people. He has worked for publications that I'm sure you have heard of, interviewing mostly what he calls regular people. He's just got an amazing story. He also has a very established video background. And so today he's going to tell us not only about his own history, but also provide us with some promotional tips on promoting your club with video and social media. So as usual, here's another episode that you do not want to miss. George Tanber here on Talk Exchange, and we'll see you again next week. Welcome to this episode of Talk Exchange. I'm Tracy Edwards, CEO of the National Exchange Club. And I'm Christy Lindahl, Director of Communications. You know, it's so fun to meet with people, and it's funny because everything kind of link, links back to mm -hmm. the same subject. We have interviewed people who are awesome professionals and community ambassadors and athletes and journalists, as we are today. Mm -hmm. But they all have a common love for community. Yes, and community service, and they continue to do good things. And our guest today is no different. He's a great partner of the National Exchange mm -hmm. Club, creating our beautiful videos that we show at convention. So if you've not been to a national convention, definitely get to one, and yep. you'll be able to see these beautiful videos that uh, George and his team have created, as well as some, as some other videos mm -hmm. for us. So it's been fun to work with George. And uh, we sat down and talked, and he's a fascinating person. I was just – I've been amazed – by you and your stories and your career. You've done a lot of travel all over the world. So tell us a little bit about what got you into the travel bug and what you've seen out there. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, I have a number of clients, but Exchange is one of my favorites. Aww. It's been a great Thanks. relationship. It I has think. been. Yeah. I've done some really good things, mm -hmm. and I think we're going to do more good things. Definitely. Uh, the travel book started for me in third grade. Really? That's <laughs> early. Yes. My Why? Because my, of a trip or no, what? No, my teacher put up a, uh, a bunch of pictures about Norway. Ooh. And I looked at that and I go, wow, that is beautiful. I just kept looking and I said, I want to go to Norway sometime. Wow. The next year, my parents bought me a globe, one of those old spinning globes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was mesmerized by the globe. And I just started looking at all these countries. So by the time I got to... High school, I got involved in the school paper, and I started to see a plan of, mm. of maybe journalism and travel. Mm -hmm. wow. That continued on to college where I studied journalism. And then rather than take the traditional route was to join a newspaper and work your way up to become a foreign correspondent. That's pretty hard. Mm -hmm. I decided to just go off on the road on my own and just started wow. traveling. And along the way, I picked up a camera and started to take pictures, and I just started to write stories and take pictures, and um, I ended up in Lebanon and at a time when there was a war going on, and I mm -hmm. kind of became a war correspondent inadvertently. Oh, wow. Then I came home, and I got a master's degree in communications. I needed a backup plan, so I mm -hmm. studied PR and communications. So I got that ability and moved to Washington, got hired by National Geographic. That was my big break. Wow. They hired me off the street, basically. I'm writing about something like right now about that, and um, took a chance on me, and they sent me on an assignment, and that really jump-started my career. Oh, how fun. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm surprised, though, because so many kids have big, lofty goals when they're young, and then it goes away, but the fact that that stuck for you is amazing. Did you make it to Norway? 
Oh, yeah, it was one of my first stops. Wow. <laughs> first trip, 1974. I had thinking about that. That's so I went cool. to Norway, and then from there, it just kept, you know, I thought I was going away for a couple of months mm -hmm. and then coming home and finished my, but I kept going for two years. Wow. It's gone two years. So and you're, you're driving my dreams. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I am, and I, it hasn't stopped. So no, you're still, tra I was going to say you're still traveling all over today. 51 years. Wow. Off and on on the mm -hmm. road. So mm -hmm. most recently, I was in Uruguay and Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, and my stories are, um, I don't cover, uh, I don't interview like presidents, I don't cover politics, none of that. I just write about people I meet on the road, mm -hmm. regular folks. And the idea is through stories about regular people in other countries, Americans can learn about other countries because a lot of them won't have a chance to go to these True. countries. Mm -hmm. Or meet people like this. They may mm -hmm. go on a tour or something like that, but they might not meet the people I meet. Mm -hmm. So it's always been my goal is to have people in this country learn about other countries through stories about people and pictures. Wow. Pictures sell a good story, too. Yeah, That's yes, awesome. they do. Do you have a story that sticks out in your mind, George, one of your most memorable? Oh, gosh. Christy, there are Not so many. to put him on the spot. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll start with one, the most recent one. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in Brazil, and the reason I went to Brazil was because I found out I had cousins there. Oh, neat. Oh, yeah. My origins are Lebanese, and when Lebanese migrated out of Lebanon 100 years ago, a lot of them went to here in the United States, and many went to Brazil. Wow. I found out in April I had cousins in Brazil, and one of them came here for a visit, and it turned out he was a journalism professor, and he came here to speak, and he heard about me, wanted to meet me. Wow. And he knew I was going to Uruguay, which is next to Brazil. And he said, why don't you come to Brazil? And I'll get you to speak at our university on journalism. And then you and I will go out and get some stories. I said, that sounds great. Mm -hmm. yeah. So happened that his father, also my cousin, was one of the, is one of the most famous people in this part of Brazil. He's a soccer announcer. Wow. <laughs> and, he's, and he's done it for 70 years. Oh, my god! And he's like a legend in this part of Brazil. So I had a story right there waiting for me definitely and i just wrote it last week and published it last week and this week it was put on the front page of all these newspapers in brazil wow and translated mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and because he was my cousin which i mentioned in the story it made it a uh, a special story and i bet it did and he, he when he was he doesn't read english but he read the story he like they sent me a video of him he was actually crying oh <laughs> so when you connect with people yes. in other countries, and you make mm -hmm. a difference in one way or another, then that to me is the reward for doing yes. what I do. Mm -hmm. yes. Absolutely. What an exciting way to make a living. Well, it is, and yeah. every place is awesome. I know you and I talked about this when we chatted because, you know, I travel in, in this country primarily as part of what I do for work, and people always say, what's your favorite place? And I always say it's so hard because every place is awesome. Every place has people who are proud of what they do, proud of their culture, proud of their food. They have great food, something yeah. unique and special. So really, every place is awesome. Is it hard for you to pick a favorite place? It's the same for me as mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. Each one has its own charm. Yes. You know, they're all different. I mean, you can't. Mm -hmm. I can't say which is the best. Right. But uh, so many of them are memorable, mainly based on the people I meet. They, right. they make the difference. Definitely. Uh, I was in Ghana a year ago. That was a trip I go to. I'm, I'm going to countries now I've never been to. I'm kind of mm -hmm. running out. You know? <laughs> so I'm going to countries I've never been to that are safe because I yes. used to go to countries that weren't so safe. Mm -hmm. So now, and Ghana and West Africa is a, a wonderful country, and the people there are just so friendly. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I did a story there. Yes. That uh, it was uh, it's about slavery, mm-hmm. and it turned out the uh, I interviewed a professor, and she was talking about the history of slavery and so forth. It turned out that the her husband has a um, cousin who lives in Toledo, and he's a, wow. a doctor here, and there was a connection here. No kidding. Yeah, his name just slipped my mind at the moment. So I came back and went and saw him, <laughs> and his cousin from Ghana sent a gift for me to give to his cousin. Oh, here. my gosh, I love so that. Those sorts of mm-hmm. things happen a lot when you travel. I'm sure. Small world stories. I'm sure you happens mm-hmm. to you. It does. I had a good one, in fact, when I was in the state of Washington, and the club had a meeting at uh, one of the state parks, and they said, oh, the director, you'll get to meet him. He's a Buckeye, too, from Ohio. And I was like, okay, cool. So we talked, and where did you grow up? And he said, oh, I went to Anthony Wayne schools. I said, I live in Anthony Wayne district. And he said, oh, I don't know if you know about it, but I grew up on this little uh, quarry, and that's where I learned my love of archaeology, because I dug there. And I said, well, hold on to your hat. There's houses around there, and I live there now. No. <laughs> Crazy. So you're right. You can. It's which, amazing. Which core? You can, which core? Salisbury. At the ho- on oh, Salisbury. Where yeah. I spent my childhood. Yeah, yeah exactly. You did? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny. Uh, just you're right. Those connections. So you mentioned that you're trying to get to places you haven't visited. So what's coming up? What's still on your bucket list? Well, I'm, if my wife's listening, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she <laughs> will be. <laughs> uh, I'm going to uh, Estonia and Finland. Wow. Oh, that sounds amazing. I've been to Scandinavia, but not Finland. And Estonia Mm -hmm. is a part of the Baltic nations. They were a part of the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. And there's um, Latvia and um, Estonia. And they're pretty um, uh, democratic countries. Mm -hmm. They're doing pretty well. So I'm I'm very curious about them. Mm -hmm. And... um, I hope my readers are, too. I've tried to yes. go to places that they don't know about as well. So Nice. Where can people find your articles, George? My website is the uh, called the theroadboomer.com. The Road, Road Boomer. Boomer. I'm a boomer, and I'm on the road. So <laughs> that's, that's appropriate, who, yes. That's who I am. <laughs> and you will find uh, stories uh, from my current travels. You'll find archive stories from going back many years. Mm-hmm. And I think I mentioned it's one of the interesting things about the older stories that I've done is I'm going back and I'm finding the people I interviewed years ago wow. and finding out what happened. Oh. Kind of like what we talked about mm-hmm. for the Year Magazine. Yes, I love that. Where are that. they now? Yes. And I've tracked down some people that I wrote about years ago and mm-hmm. found out the rest of the story. So I have these postscripts, and that's kind of... Oh, I love, I love that, too. And we talked about doing something yeah. on the Youth Award winners. Mm-hmm. Where are they now? Because, George, you've been so great when we've uh, asked for your help with our magazine articles and really getting such an amazing story out of these people you know clearly it's your profession but also your heart and your way with people that's been so amazing to bring out those stories well i have to say one of my favorite Mm -hmm. things i do with exchanges i'm a judge yes Yes. uh, for the scholarships i've been doing Mm -hmm. maybe six or seven years now and Mm -hmm. i really enjoy that Thank you for I doing that. Oh. That's a big project. It's a big job. It I don't is. know how. Mm-hmm. It has to be so hard to choose one it's hard. kid out of but all you know, of those. Uh, it's hard because there's so much talent there. Yeah. Yes. But their stories uh, are astounding. and mm-hmm. it, it makes you feel good about the future of this country when you know there are young people out there. And Absolutely. That's, that's what I love about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I say we're in good shape here. I think so. Yes. Yeah, there's very much a social conscience, mm-hmm. I think, with our young generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We see that in exchange. Absolutely. Especially the ACE Award to me. The ACE is the one where uh, when these kids that grow right. up in yeah. these uh, unimaginable situations mm-hmm. and they achieve greatness, Yes, I mean, it just blows my mind, honestly. It does. It does. And we love to reconnect with them because their paths are 
absolutely amazing, like Tyler Osborne, oh, for one. Yeah, you know, for our, our listeners mm-hmm. who don't know about mm-hmm. Tyler, right. he was our ace winner a long time ago, mm-hmm. within the last 10 years. Yeah, but maybe five to six five years Five to ago. six. Tyler connected with a family, mm-hmm. um, two of our members, Nancy and Dan Wakely, mm-hmm. and um, he essentially moved in with them, and he calls right. them mom and dad. Uh, I believe he's working on his master's degree he now. He is. He is. Yeah, he yes. is doing amazing things, mm-hmm. and I, I know our members at convention always love to catch up with Tyler. Yes. You know, but there are so many other stories out there that we can right. share. You know, that's just going one. on. Right. Yes. Yeah. And he then serves as a mentor when he comes to convention. He, those other, he takes those other kids under his wings. It's yeah. so mm-hmm. beautiful. But let's talk about those videos because you create those magnificent videos. And video content, of course, is such a great way to get a message out, not just for us, right. but for local clubs. And, and that's definitely your wheelhouse. So if a local club would like to start videos, anybody can do it from their phone. What, what should they do? to get started with that type of content, George? Well, we talked about if you want to recruit members mm-hmm. and you want to recruit young members, then I think you need to be active in uh, mediums like Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Facebook to a degree, but not so much anymore. That's older, but I'd say still mm-hmm. Facebook. And yeah. I'm sure a lot of the clubs have Facebook pages. For us, Facebook is really our wheelhouse because of our demographics. Yes. So it's a great so, place for mm-hmm. people to talk about their club events and kind of publicize those. But definitely we utilize Instagram and TikTok yeah. as well. So, I mean, it can be mm-hmm. as simple as, as making a bit of video uh, with your phone at an, an event. Mm-hmm. Um, interview some of your members. Ask them what they're up to. You can do uh, short is always better. Yes. People's yes. Uh, attention span is not great. True. So 30-second video, uh, putting somebody on camera and just asking them mm-hmm. what they're involved in, what are you doing right now, or what excites you about exchange? You know, what do you love? Yeah, that's about, a yes. What do you mm-hmm. love about which, you know, exchange and what we do? Mm-hmm. Um, so... And I would just say that um, if you really want to go young, TikTok, but Instagram is a very strong medium right now. It and, is. And you can do, you know, videos for that. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have to get too technical in videos. You don't have to bring in cameras and all that. No. You, you know, mm-hmm. f- the quality of a phone right now is, is extraordinary. It is. I have some pictures. You know, I take pictures for my website. Right. And I have some pictures that I took with my phone, and if you look at them compared to the ones I took with my camera, mm-hmm. you can't tell the difference. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. So the quality is such, and it's yeah. the same for video. Mm-hmm. And that's a great way for clubs to get the word out about what they do because they're looking for that attention in the community and wondering how to get their name out there, how to let the community know that they're doing good. And that's a great way because when they post it, they could even tag some of those organizations yep. to get their attention, right? Yep. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. So broadening broadening it a little bit yes. and looking at all medium. Uh, the world of media has changed considerably. Mm-hmm. The local daily newspaper is not the only voice. Right. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of them have shrunk. So whereas in the past, it would, there might have been a reporter you would always connect with. It's a little harder to do that. But still, right. I always say find a, a sympathetic voice in a newspaper mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. can make that connection with and keep them informed of what you're doing. Send them little news releases. If mm-hmm. there's an event that you're doing, let them know. Right. Um, of course, if you're involved in the prevention of child abuse, which is the theme for the you know anything you're doing in that area, to yes. me, that's newsworthy. Mm-hmm. It's such an important topic. Yeah. So develop your news sources in the daily newspapers. And now the uh, smaller suburban papers are expanding because they're taking up the slack from the large dailies. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. So the smaller papers generally don't have many reporters, but often you sometimes you can write your own little story 
and they might even print it as is. Nice. So you want to build up a network with the smaller papers. Radio, um, uh, radio shows in your community. I would say uh, some of them have local talk shows. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't already done that, I think you want to get on a local talk show and try to get a connection there. Um, TV stations, sometimes they have new noonday shows. Maybe That's you, true. Have you been involved we in have, them? Yourself? Yes. Mm-hmm. So noonday shows in your local, in town, those are another markets you want to get into, get, get on the program, talk about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So there are many, many avenues. Um, it's probably not a bad idea to maybe to have somebody in your club. Maybe somebody in your club has experience in the world of advertising and media, and maybe right. you can get them to help you out. Mm-hmm. But to mm-hmm. have a go-to person in your club who kind of can do that, and I don't know if that's something that, that's done or not. Well, absolutely, and it makes sense. And you know what we're advising clubs and really learning from clubs is that they don't need a website anymore. Websites are complicated and expensive and you typically don't have a person who's a professional in that area, and when they leave or things change, you don't even know how to do it. So really, they can accomplish everything they need to, as you mentioned, with Instagram, Facebook, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. TikTok, and, and just if you have a dedicated person, that really helps. I would say the Facebook mm-hmm. page can mm-hmm. replace the website. Yeah, Absolutely. Sure. That's what and we, that, that yeah. can be your, your home base. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then from there, you mm-hmm. can do different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a couple of questions for you, George, mm-hmm. just trying to think about what our, our members who are listening might have some questions. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the captions on the videos? You know, we do those short little videos for TikTok, Instagram, oh, good question. You know, they mm-hmm. even come into the Facebook reels. Um, I've noticed most videos are coming through with captions now. Mm-hmm. True. So you're talking about little... Yes, that are, that are placed in, not yeah. translated by the social no. service, but... Well, Picture captions on a video can be good if they uh, if they reinforce the message. And if mm-hmm. people aren't really paying attention or they miss something, three or four words can do a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are you asking me if I yeah, think it's a good idea? Yeah, so for, I mean, for the most part, I feel like, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of people listen to the, their, their videos volume down, very low, yeah. or off all the way. That's no. true. Mm-hmm. You're right about that. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just sourcing from no, your I, 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 you know, opinion. Well, let's let's go to our world of watching a, a movie on television. Yes. Uh, we often put subtitles up there because sometimes we aren't yeah. picking things up. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of there as reinforcement. Yes. I do that all the time. I, I do that on planes, and I found out I really like it. Yeah. I like to read along because I'm more of a visual person, yeah. so I miss some yeah. things. I think it's auditory. a good idea to have, you know, words good. Okay. As, as reinforcement of what the other message yeah. is. Good. Yeah, I like that. I and like that, too. You know, that's something that our clubs can do easily. Mm-hmm. Those services are out there. They're built mm-hmm. in. It's very simple. Yes. You know, you mm-hmm. just put the right words. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then another question I had is you, you mentioned that media has changed, you know, yes. drastically. We used to send press releases to the newsroom. Right, and just True. wait for someone to call us. <laughs> right, yeah. uh, it doesn't work that way. No, you know. So what I've found is a lot of people partner with a specific reporter. Mm-hmm. You know, a reporter mm-hmm. who's got that big social media presence on their own. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So, um, would you recommend starting with that one person and then branching out to their networks? Yes, I think that's mm. a good idea, and you can track reporters if you know they're active on. Uh, on uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really good way because if the reporter's active on Twitter, then I would connect with that reporter and it's a direct communication. Yes, to okay. So, mm-hmm. and, and again, large newspapers now—they're so thin yeah. in staffing. Mm-hmm. 
uh, reporters are covering multiple beats. Mm-hmm. Whereas you had specific reporter for healthcare, education, and all these beats. Sometimes they're covering multiple beats. It's a lot harder to get their attention. Sure. Mm-hmm. But if you find one on um, Twitter and you see what they're interested in, and if their interests align with your interests, then I would uh, hone in on them. Good point. Yep, I mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Like that. Excellent. Any other words of advice for clubs out there based on what you've seen? Me, and then we started on this topic, uh, recruitment is the number one thing yes. for, for exchange. Whatever you can do to recruit new members. Get your young members out mm-hmm. there in the community. Get them talking. Get them, uh, interview them. Make them the face of your club and get them to bring in new young members. Yes. And that's how you're going to grow. And that happens organically and consistently, right? Because some clubs think that they need to have a one recruiting event a year, but this should be uh, every day. Every, every day. can do it. Every, networking, right? And mm-hmm. networking every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, George. Thank you for joining us on you're, this episode of Talk Exchange. You're welcome. Happy to be here. Great. And check out the road, Bo- roadboomer.com. Excellent. We'll do it. Thank, Thank you, you, George.